Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my God. You've got all your Charger gear on because. I look good. I got big energy every day. Let's go! And he is dicked. Blind squirrel finds a knife every once in a while. That's right. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Players, coaches, Staff, fans, together, we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for some good content. <laughs> well, guten tag, all you wonderful people. It is Friday, and welcome the back. G- the German episode. That's right. Hello, how it are is, you today? It is und Friday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> welcome back to the Charger Chat. I'm your co-host, Wooldog. Sitting with my brothers, Kev Huggin Duggan. Das is good. How was your Monday, boys? Monday is gut. Das is good. <laughs> Let's not I'm forget. I'm a beer bitter. I'm a beer. Let's not forget Kyle, the coach, Duggan. What, what's up, guy? I was going to throw out some German, but I just couldn't do it. He didn't trust the Google Translate. <laughs> no, I could <laughs> be like, your cat it. is healthy and wonderful. <laughs> Yeah, no, I <laughs> can't your, do it. I'm sorry. Your Good morning. Smell of elderflowers. Yeah. Meine um, Liebe, Kevin. Meine Liebe. That's what you can say. Mm, yeah. I don't think so. I am your I love. Don't think so. <laughs> Not today, pal. Um, all right, folks. Well, lots to talk about today. Uh, today is Friday, and as you know, every other Friday we get a new episode of All In on YouTubein. So. <laughs> Check your local listings. We usually come out about two, two to four o'clock, but uh, they they I, really have been timing these just right. Yeah, dude, like every I, it comes when I need it the most. It comes sure. on right after we lose a game. They've they've synced up all ins with our losses, mm-hmm. so it gets me fired back up for the next week because I have something. I get to watch the previous week's win, so it's a great it's a great setup for everyone. There I, you go. I think personally, it's a good yeah. encouragement. For sure. Exactly. Yeah, we're 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 sulking in in the loss. You know, pool the the lost kitty pool right now. We're and we're like we got our <laughs> we've got our little floaties on and we're just kind of <laughs> hanging and we're just like God, it's got to get better than this, right? And sure enough, 
We got all Stan, in coming back Stan to remind Stanley comes us. in with the cannonball. <laughs> Here come the water balloons. Oh, uh, yeah. Cannonball. Um, <laughs> I got I to gotta say, that last episode of All In, when he was like, I'm losing my hair. It's not because of my kids. It's because of you guys. <laughs> yeah. I feel the yeah. same way, Staley. I think Over under us- <laughs> how long does it take for him to go completely bald with this Charger team? I'm more concerned about you, Kev. As Charger fans, I think we have more we're more likely to lose our hair because of Kevin's this team. Got a nice rug. I'm up feeling there. pretty good about. No, I'm just saying, up. enjoy it while you can. I it get stressed, but man, the shameless positivity, man. It's like a moment of stress, and I'm like, you that's know what? your Rogaine. That's Let's what keeps go, your hair. Baby. Yeah, the positivity game. There's your commercial. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, all right, yeah, check it out. All in. It is coming out, and what has been going on the past couple of weeks, folks, is voting. What voting, you ask? Well, it's the Pro Bowl, folks. You've got Pro Bowl guys to vote for. Um, take take the time, folks. Uh, blessedly, I think retweets are counting for the votes how on they, uh, Pro how Bowl. How do they figure that? I don't know. Goes, Technology. It's algorithms. Magnets. You know, I don't know. Algorithms. Something. <laughs> yeah. They're in the matrix. They're know. in the matrix somewhere. So um, you can always go to NFL.com to vote. Um, I think you need a a sign in to do it. Cause I know I went through like the whole process of voting for all the guys and they're like, okay, don't forget to sign in. I was like, F- like <laughs> it's worth <laughs> it. Hey guys, we are the best at doing this. Let's go get Absolutely. all of our guys. Like let's go get all of our guys in. I think that, it's very, that would doable. be huge. I mean, and remember Corey Lindsley has never made the pro bowl and that's a fucking to. shame. Has has to get him into yeah. the pro bowl. Yes. He has played well enough. He deserves a spot. Best center in the league. Best center in the league. hundred percent. All right. Well, now let's take a look over to Twitter. We started off with Daniel Popper tweeting out Keenan Allen on if Herbert throws too hard. Keenan Allen had this to say. Oh, who's this? I think I think Samuel Jackson's gonna gonna read for me. Hey Sam, how, how you doing? <laughs> What's up, motherfucker? <laughs> this is what he had to say. If he throws it too hard, go out there and turn the jugs machine up and get ready to catch the fastball. He's throwing the ball to you. You better catch it. Shit. I want the ball. Throw that motherfucker however you want to throw it. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Thank you. Okay, Sam Jackson. Thanks, was Sam. In the appreciate it. <laughs> Keenan Allen and Samuel Jackson have a very similar way of talking. They really do. <laughs> yeah. That was a good script for Samuel, but it was a quote yeah. from Keenan. But that was a straight-up quote from Keenan. Yeah, yeah, he uh, he wants the fastball. He's just, and which is nice that like they're he's at least addressing that like yeah we got to catch that shit like that is yeah. on us. He's right. getting the ball to us. It doesn't matter how quick he's getting it to us. We have to catch it. Yeah, I think it's I, interesting because we've brought this up before. We've talked about it a little bit. I, there may be something to this. You know what I mean? He didn't say that he's throwing it too hard. Yeah, well, it, it's not that he's throwing too hard. It's that they're not prepared for how hard he's throwing. I think right. you look at it that way. I think there's something to this. They just got to go step it up. I'm tired. Like, literally, I think we could win almost every single one of these games coming up if we don't drop any more balls. Yeah. If we, we just could catch beat everyone. everything. We could- we could have won any game that we played if we don't drop balls. Right. Dude, and he's and Justin's so accurate. Like he's not throwing bad balls. They're just not right. getting caught. It's not like it's up here off of fingertips and he has a, a maybe one or two of those a game. But imagine, imagine what this team would be like if there were no drops. Yeah. Well, I like yeah. Keenan's point is like, who cares if he throws hard? Okay, he throws hard as a professional football player. Right. I don't have the excuse that he throws too hard. Exactly. Like, I have to go make the catch no matter what. So just feed Keenan then. Keenan gets 45 targets against Cincinnati. Let's go. 
Dude, eight to ten yards every play. Let's go all the way down the field. Only yeah. take you know ten plays. We'll we'll be in. Big time, big time. Yeah, the the we're again we are leading the league in dropped passes at twenty nine. Twenty nine dropped Holy passes. Smokes. Just and imagine if we games? had half of those games? back. Yeah. The second one right behind us in number two is twenty three. We have six more drop balls than the second placed finisher. That, that is bullshit. We got to figure this out, and it's not Justin's fault. Catch the damn ball. Catch the diggity dang ball. All right. Let's public see. Public service announcement. <laughs> uh, Fernando Ramirez on Twitter tweeted out: Chargers have signed cornerback Devonte Harris from the 49ers practice squad. He has played for the Bengals, Broncos, Ravens, and 49ers. Uh, journeyman. Yeah, he's yeah. he's been around the world. Aye, aye, aye. Uh, Harris was a fifth-round <laughs> pick out of Illinois State by Bengals in 2018. Uh, uh, played God. for the Bengals, Ravens, and Broncos. We already mentioned that. Played his best football of his career while in Denver in 2019. Harris played in all 16 games while making six starts. Uh, finished the year with 32 total tackles and three pass breakups. So Coach Daly was on that coaching staff for the Broncos in 2019, for those that don't remember. I think so there's a bit of a connection, yes. I think, yeah, I think they're in dire straits. They're like, oh, shit, I, I know him. Let's bring him in. Like, duh. Well, I'm sure, sure it's more than just I know him. It's I know him I'm and a, I know what I'm he can I'm exaggerating, <laughs> obviously, but I, I think there's an element where he's got he's going into his back pocket. He's like, I need somebody that knows what I'm doing. Mm. and can step in these are guys that could step in and play not just right. guys that we're going to bring on and work in it's like okay this i'm going to put bring him in because he has the best chance of helping us because he knows this defense right that makes sense 100 percent. so uh yeah we'll see when when we get to see mr harris it, out there it is interesting to see us make moves i just when i'm not used to seeing any moves whatsoever and i don't know if devonta harris is a big special teams guy uh maybe they're bringing him to be a contributor on the special teams right away um, because I'm pretty sure they activated him to the roster, right? They didn't. Did they put him on practice squad? Uh, Do we know that answer? I just saw that they signed. Well, it's him, just so. that they signed him. Yeah, it didn't say to the practice squad or otherwise. Okay. So yeah, probably straight to the roster. I mean, yeah, our our secondary is pretty banged up, and we'll get there when we uh, go over the injury report. But yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if we see him out there on the field um, during regular play, not just special teams. Um, and then Aaron Wilson on Twitter said that uh, Ito Smith. Uh, visited the Los Angeles Chargers. Ito Smith was uh, previously a Falcons running back um, from the SB Nation Bolts from the Blues. Michael Peterson had this to say on Ito Smith. Smith is a former 2018 fourth-round pick by the Falcons out of Southern Mississippi. As a rookie, he recorded 315 yards and four touchdowns on 90 carries. Spent the next two seasons in Atlanta where he combined for 374 yards and two more scores. He also caught a combined 55 passes for 314 yards during that three-year span with the team. This season has seen him on both the 49ers and Vikings practice squads. So There's two ways to look at this. There's one, it's like, oh shit, like we're coaching staffs really panicked about our running back depth. mm -hmm. Um, Then there's also something where like, they're they're not just going to stick with the guys they have. Like we're we're going to go out and try and make this team better. I'm just bummed that, you know, Jackson, Roundtree, they're just not stepping One up. One of those guys just isn't stepping you know? up to be that guy. Yeah. And Kelly, none of them are doing it. It's just, right. uh, it's such a bummer that they have to, you know, reach out to go find somebody else. Mm-hmm. Well, we haven't signed Ito Smith yet. They just brought him in for a visit, kick the tires, see what, uh, see what kind of tread he has left. Uh, but yeah, it, it is clear that that 
number two running back hasn't been established to the point that we're now looking outside of the organization to see who might fit that bill. Um, we'll see. We'll see if Edo Smith uh, gets signed anytime soon. We'll keep an eye on it. And then Brock Anderson on Twitter tweeted out Los Angeles running back Austin Eckler has been historically good this year. Mm-hmm. Solidifying mm-hmm. himself as one of football's premier receiving backs with two more touchdown catches. He can be, he can be the youngest running back in the common draft era to reach 25 in his career by more than count them two years. Wow. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Look, look at the names on here. We got, we know, we know one of these. Absolutely. Darren, Darren yeah. Sproles is on here. Brian Westbrook, James White, and Marshall Falk. Yeah. That's that's quite the group of people. Right. And what's, so, what's crazy is that Eck, Eck hasn't even been the, the premier back for most of his career. No. Right? Like, this no. year is pretty much his year. Last year, he, he was supposed to be, but he was hurt so much. Right. This year's kind of been his, of his big debut of being the feature guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's continued to put up these, these numbers, which is, it's really fun to watch. It's yeah. absolutely fun to watch. It's great to see a guy, again, the, the him being that undrafted running back that, nobody really gave a shot and the chargers did. And I mean, and just look what what's happening with him. He is just a guy who has worked so hard to get to where he wanted to be. And it, nothing, nothing puts a bigger smile on my face than seeing him succeed, seeing his mom at the game, you know, yeah, whistling and cool. cheering for his touchdowns. That's the best thing in the world. I love that. I love seeing that. Um, and then finally, uh, off of Twitter, there was the NFL rookie rankings via Jeff Legwald on all the rookies that have been playing this year, where they rank, how they're doing, blah, blah, blah. Number one is Micah Parsons. Two is Mac Jones. Three is Pat Sertain. And number four is our one and only Rashawn Slater. Well-deserved. I like seeing him on these lists. He he absolutely deserves this. because 100%. He has been the best part of our offensive line besides Lindsley this whole freaking season he's been um, absolutely stellar surprise. yeah Un- incredible oh i mean i don't know if it's necessarily surprising i mean it's a surprise for us because we're not used to seeing it but like being oh, well, it's in- surprising that he stepped in and did it this quick right away yeah like that is crazy like you usually wait for a rookie's second year or third year to really come into their own he stepped onto the field and was in his own mm. so like that's and he was- hasn't played football in two years yeah that's true yeah the 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 downtime is that is, I think, the, the biggest surprise is how well he's been able to produce after taking that downtime. Um, Kyle, what do you think about the, you know, his technique? Like, it's a difference between, like, really amazing technique versus, you know, getting a lot of games in, in college. Like, wh- why do you think he stepped in and is so dang good right off the bat? What do you mean technique versus games and like experience versus like experience raw versus ability? just like literally the, the practice, practice of like the technique of the perfect step and the right. perfect, you know, yeah. cut off all that stuff. Well, yeah, sometimes you're going to face guys in, especially at the NFL level, you could have perfect technique and still lose. Mm. Um, so a lot of it does come down to um, athletic ability and experience um, being able to get out of bad, bad spots. So um, yeah, I think it's a combination of everything. Um He's extremely athletic and he, he's talked about it a lot. I mean, we talked to his dad on here that he's just, he, he studies and gets like work. And that's what he did this whole last year when he didn't play. Right. He went down to that training facility and he worked with that O-line specific coach on, on just techniques. You can see like when he, when he sets into pass, pass, like his pass set, um, his pass protection set, it's just like 
he doesn't, he just seems so solid. Like you, you can't, mm-hmm. like I, I'm, I'm watching these rushers. Like they don't, they can't go upfield. They can't go underneath. He's just kind of like this rock wall that you don't know what to do against. And mm-hmm. some people just have that, like that, that strength and ability to do those things. And then you have guys that we've seen that are just like, ole, ole. And it's just move, running around and running underneath them, spinning around right. them. Um, yeah, it's just different when you watch him. If you if you just sit there and watch him specifically, it's it's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Good work, Papa Slater. Good Absolutely, work. yes, well deserved. Um, all right, now time to look over at the injury report. Uh, this is as of Wednesday. Um, right now, at the top of the list is Devon Campbell with a toe injury, but he is getting a full practice in. Good to see uh, Matt Filer, as we mentioned, our anchor on the offensive line, dealing with an ankle injury. Uh, did get a limited practice in, so we'll take it. We'll take it. Absolutely. Um, Alohi Gilman uh, still dealing with the quadricep injury, unfortunately, did not practice. Um, Trey Marshall dealing with an ankle injury, got in a limited practice. Kenneth Murray still on the list uh, with his ankle injury, but getting a full practice in, so that is good to see. And then sadly, Asante Samuel Jr. still dealing with the second concussion, did not practice. It just doesn't feel like he's going to be playing Sunday. He's not playing Sunday. No, I don't know. And and nor should he. I mean, the thing that we always have to remind ourselves is that these are human beings. These are people that have lives to live and uh, getting two concussions in one season. That's that's scary for for these guys to take care of their their own mental health. So as much as we'd love to see him out there and as and I'm sure as much as he'd love to be out there, guy has to take care of himself and his body. He's only got one life to live. So. Yeah, and they have um, they they do have specific protocol that he has to go through. So absolutely, yes. I don't think he started that stuff where you're out there just jogging around, seeing if the symptoms come back, and then putting pads on to see if the symptoms come back. There's a whole like three, like four or five step process that you have to go to to get cleared to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't know if he has enough time to go through that whole process before the game. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't think it's likely that he's going to play. Probably yeah. not. So take take <laughs> the time to. Take care of himself. It's just a bummer because we're so much better when he's out there. He's so Absolutely. fun to watch, too. He's so like, it's just fun a fun part of the defense. Yeah. I mean, just like this entire team, he had an explosive first few games where he was getting, I mean, he picked off Patrick Mahomes for Pete's sake. That pick from Pat Mahomes. Doesn't he have two of those amazing. belts? Those rookie belts? Yeah, he's got he two Pepsi, Pepsi rookie Pepsi belts. Rookie belts. Yeah. That's, that shows you how good he can be and why we need him so bad. So hopefully, hopefully his the noodle is okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully he takes care of himself and, and gets better soon. We would love nothing more to see him getting better. All right, gang, time to look at our opponent this week. It is the Cincinnati Bengals. They are in Cincinnati, and they are Bengals. They are currently second also, in their division. The Bengals are kind of like Tigers for anyone that didn't know. Correct. My son asked, my son asked, and I thought, you know what? That's that's weird that he that's didn't a fair know question. what a tiger was. Yeah, yeah. Bengal is a tiger. Bengal is a tiger. If you if you couldn't tell by the, by the logo and their you know the the way they have their field decorated, it is a tiger. <laughs> They're in a jungle tiger. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So their first game uh, they played against the Vikings, beat them just barely, and then we've got the Bears. Uh, Bears beat them twenty to seventeen. Then the Bengals beat the Steelers twenty four ten. Bengals beat the Jaguars. No surprise there twenty four twenty one, but just barely, which is a little bit surprising. Uh, Bengals then lost to the Packers 25 to 22. Uh, Bengals then beat the Lions again. No big surprise there. Bengals beat the Ravens 41 17. That was a, that was a shock. Yeah, that was well, a huge W. The next shock was them losing 
to the Jets. The following 34 week, to yeah. 31. Yeah, the following week. So yeah. that, I mean, if anything, just shows that the team is at least beatable. Well, uh, and then Browns, look what happened the next week. They got <laughs> shellacked by the Browns. Shellacked by the Browns, yes. 41 to 16. Uh, came back with a win against the Raiders, 32 Thank to 13. Thank you. Good work. Thank you. Good work. Good work. And then brought their own shellacking to the Steelers, 41 to 10. Weird team. Weird. Very. Kind of. They're like inconsistent, so like this other the team NFL's we know. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the perfect head to head game. <laughs> yes. Two inconsistent teams going up against each other. Um, looking at it, Joe Burr. Oh, yeah. go ahead. No, I just, uh, they beat the teams that we've lost to, essentially. I know it's not a fun thing to compare, and it's not really helpful, but when you look at the schedule, you're like, shit. Even though they're they're in the division, they see them more often. It's like... Who, the Ravens? I, I think there's an element of concern for this game, for me, just a little bit, um, just because of, like, I think it's just the Herbert-Burrow matchup, and mm-hmm. I want Herbert to always be better than Burrow, and I want my big boy to be successful against his schoolmates. Um <laughs> So I'm just, there's an extra element of like, God, we, come on, we got to win this game. Yeah, it, we, we would love to see them win this game. Um, I mean, by all comparison, Justin Herbert is the better quarterback even this year. Um, Joe Burrow is at 69% uh, completion, about uh, 2,800 yards, 22 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, and a rating of 101. Justin Herbert is at 66 completion percentage about 3,200 yards, 24 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, and a rating of 96.5. So, Very comparable stats. Very comparable, yeah. Justin Herbert's sitting with two more touchdowns, two less interceptions, and almost 500 more yards. So, um, The the difference being that the Bengals rely on that running game. And it's really starting to pick up in the last couple of weeks with Joe Mixon. He's just churning out yards he had 160 plus this last week against the Steelers yikes uh we know the Steelers defense is is banged up and not not great but they had a uh, Watt back they had the guy everyone that was bitching about they lost well, us and because they, had, they didn't have these guys and they got smashed by the Bengals mm-hmm. they had Minka Fitzpatrick back as well yeah he was back there playing exactly so, hmm. yeah it, it, but they're still banged up you know like they were out for a reason they were they were hurt so mm-hmm. And that that I watched some of the game there was a, some weird turnovers and just some bizarre plays. Big did you see that JJ Watt grabbing? Did you see not Bro, JJ, yeah. TJ, TJ grabbing yeah. him, like shaking him around the field? That was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I think he got flagged for that, which is silly because he was just him. blocking him. But hmm. and wasn't that back to back weeks of the defensive linemen for the Pittsburgh Steelers being kind of douchebags? Feels like a dou- douchebaggy, you know. They're kind, that's their group. identity, though. They're like a, that tough team that. They're like the Raiders of the AFC right. North. Like they probably they want to try to do that stuff. Yeah, they, they probably spit in each other's mouths too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just on like a Wednesday practice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just because they like how it tastes. Just because it's fun. Um. Yeah. So obviously, gonna it, it is a big game. It's the game that we all wanted to be flexed into the primetime spot for for yeah. Herbert versus Burrow. So it's going to be exciting I, regardless. This has to like this is. Honestly, as far as like where we've been and looking at big games that are kind of must win type things, this is this is one of those this is one of those games in my opinion. Because after this, you yeah. go to the Giants. We have and then obviously the Chiefs, but then we have the Texans. It's like this is a big pinnacle. We don't go to five hundred. We stay up there. We can get a W against the Giants. Then we roll mm-hmm. into our last three or four against our divisional opponents. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a really big game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to be too. the tipping. I think it's a tipping point here in our season coming off that crap game against Denver. 
going to play a really good Bengals team that's in the playoffs right now if it started today. Um, this is a huge game for sure. I'm ex- I'm I'm really excited and we got to find a way to stop the run. Mm-hmm. And I know everyone's like, oh, our passing defense is good. But our passing defense is good because teams don't have to throw. It, like the Broncos do like 18 times in the game because they don't have to throw that. Like, you're not going to give up a lot of yards if they're not throwing. Yeah. So it's like we have to find a way to stop Joe Mixon. And it it has to start right now. It, it, this, this playoff push is really going to happen. We have to stop the run this week. Mm-hmm. What do we look at? A Pittsburgh lineup. Let's get Gaziano, Merrill. Pahoko back, and we'll put uh, Tillery on the old old pine this week. <sighs> he needs to get benched, man. The guy's just not producing anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the uh, what's the status on Linval? Oh, um, they got. I heard his press conference yesterday. Uh, yesterday's press conference, and they said that they're they're looking to activate him. So okay, he should good. be playing. Good, good, good. Yeah, that would be great to get him back as well. Yeah. All That'd right. Be huge. That'd be huge. That would be huge. Huge. He's a big huge. boy, so it's a big deal. Um. What else is a big deal, folks, is chargerchat.com. We have a member section on our page for you to go on over and chat with other Charger Chatteteers and check out some of the other sweet merch that like we have over there. That's right, the Charger Chatteteers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds kind of sad. Chatteteers. Well, I'm, I'm no, putting a little too much emphasis heroic. on the tears. Chatteteers. Chatteteers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and check out some of the sweet merch we have over there, folks, like our new Kickman shirt we've all got one now it's uh it's pretty awesome it's pretty crazy that we have a kick man shirt um but check it out yeah christmas is just around the corner folks and uh and then the members of your charger chat family are going to want some uh some goodies in their stocking this year so chargerchat.com check it out and now it is time to go on over to the next section coach's corner let's do it let's do it I'm ready. Great moments are born great opportunity. All comes down to today. You take this helmet and you put it right in his numbers, okay? I want to see nothing but snot bubbles in his nose. A lot of people want to blame coaches for a lot of things. Nobody puts <laughs> coaches up. And we shut them down because we can't. It's because I believed in you. And I wish I could say something that was classy and inspirational. But it just wouldn't be our style. Let's do it. That is right, folks. It is time for Coach's Corner. And again... Kevin and I are walking into this corner blind. It's dark. We don't even have a candle. Our our cell phones have lost all their battery. I can't turn on a flashlight. Coach, guide us. What is going on in Coach's Corner today? Yeah, so I kind of alluded to it on our Monday, or I'm sorry, our Tuesday episode, um, the third down defense. We all saw the the conversion rate that the Denver Broncos were working at, and it just wasn't good. Mm. Um, We were giving up way too many third down conversions. So I just wanted to look at a couple of them um, and critique it a little bit. Um, Again, I am shamelessly positive. I love the Chargers. I think they're going to get it fixed, but it's okay to critique and look at where we did things wrong. Sure. Um, the coaches did the same exact thing. I think they're going to see the same things I saw. So this is the first drive of the game. Um, they're in a third down here. It's third down and eight. Um, so it's a pretty good, this should be a get to stop, get off the field. Um, we're in man-to-man coverage. So you can see we're manned up here, manned up here. Um, man down here. We have this safety who's going to work to the middle of the field and play like a whole player because he gives help, inside leverage help to these guys. If he runs a slant, if he runs a slant, which are big time third down routes, he's supposed to step up and be able to make the play. And then you have our other safety that's going to be your deep middle, cover everything over the top. So we're in cover one, man. We're bringing we're bringing a, an extra pressure. So we are bringing pressure. So I like the call on defense. It's third and eight. They have to get the ball out quick. 
go bring pressure. And that's exactly what we do. So from that aspect, I like, I like the call. Uh, it's just a personnel that we end up with here. Kenneth Murray, who we all know has not played a lot. He's been hurt. He's been on and off the field. He's his snap count is super limited. I don't know why on third and eight, we have him on the field in pass pass coverage right here. He's going to be on the top of the screen. I believe this is him here. When they motion this guy out, he's now going to be in man-to-man coverage on a slant on one of their best wide receivers. You're going to get beat all day. Now, if that happens, I'll run it here so you guys can see. This motion comes out. You see Kenneth Murray here. He's like, oh, crap. So he's starting to back out because he knows now he is going to be in coverage. So they took advantage of a real bad matchup for us. As this play starts to go, they run a little pick. So this number two receiver, three receiver is going to run straight up. The number two runs a slant. He basically picks him. Like if you're playing basketball, he sets a pick. Mm-hmm. Nas needs to see that right now. Nas needs to see we're in third. We're in third and eight. Kenneth is now manned up. I'm cheating. That that needs to be the look because that's what the quarterback's looking. Mm-hmm. So that that the mismatch is there. Look, we bring pressure and we get we get some pressure on him, but it's okay. Yep. Here's. <laughs> This is what we're going to look at. We'll go back here in a sec. <laughs> um, we get pressure to him, but the, the the mismatch is just too big. It's going to be obvious. He's going to throw it. Nas needed to be... Nas is past the sticks. This is the thing that continues to frustrate me is why are we playing defense past the, past the first down marker? Mm-hmm. If you're a spy, a whole guy, go make the play. Come up here and make the play. Don't sit back at 12 yards. I don't care if they throw here or here or here. Teddy Bridgewater's not good at the deep ball. Make him beat us with the deep ball. If I'm a defender, I'm saying, I'm going to take away this easy slant. If they're going to throw it, this guy's going to get lit up and I'm going to get or I'm going to get a pick. So right away, when I saw Kenneth out here, if I'm Nas, I'm cheating. I'm taking two or three steps here right away, especially as soon as his eyes go here and he's not looking at me, I'm going full speed on the go. He doesn't, he sits, he's slow, and then he misses the tackle. Right here, even if he tackles him, that's still short. But yeah. he could look at his feet. He's so out of balance. He's o- out overextended. There's no chance of making that tackle. It's an easy first down pickup of 15. Mm. That is just the, these little things, guys, like these little matchup things. But if it happens, that obviously wasn't the plan, but they motioned to it. So we had to have a check. Nas needs to know. He needs to be smarter than that. Kenneth is man to man on their best, one of their best wide receivers. We got to come down quick. And give some help. I'm a whole player. I'm an extra guy, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the first third down of the game. Um, obviously, we did not, we did not, um, we didn't get the stop, and we didn't execute very well. Um, so let's, let's see what happens on the next one. Um, all right. So again, this is this is the next drive. It's third and four. We're down here in the red zone. This is the play that I, when I was just casually watching that really frustrated me. Uh, what I want you guys to look at is the alignment of our corners. So it's third and four. It's not a lot of yards to gain, right? This is a a somewhat shorter distance than the third and eight that we looked at before. Mm-hmm. But look look at both of our corners. They're both two yards past the first down marker. The first down marker is right here on the 10. They're both at like the eight to seven yard line. They're back there. It just allows such an easy conversion. Again, Teddy throws good underneath balls. He can't throw the deep ball. This guy's going to sit up here on a sit route here as well. They're just trying to find a soft spot. And it's just a really easy pitch and catch. I just, I don't, for me, I, I love the man. I love being aggressive. I just don't understand why we're playing this soft coverage, especially when we have two safeties. It's like, if you have two safeties over the top, get your butt up here and press this guy at the line. Because if he beats you, there's someone sitting right here to help. Mm-hmm. I'm not, 
I'm not as smart as Coach Daly. I'm he, I'm sure there's a method to this madness, but my <laughs> understanding of the way that I run a defense, this just doesn't make any sense to me. On third right. and four, why you'd be back at seven and have two safeties over the top. It's just like, are we worried about a deep ball? They're at the 12-yard line. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. let's go get in their face and force something. Because as I run it, oh, we'll see here if I can run it. Um, <clears throat> we'll go back. <laughs> Again, we'll guys, right back. the... The production on this these videos are great <laughs> on my end. As you guys can tell, I'm not the, the most um, technologically advanced of the three of us. Um, musketeers, I'm the dum-dum. Um, Charge of Tears. Yep, the Charge of Tears. Um, so as you, as you watch their routes, these guys are both just going to run little five-yard sits because it's third and four. They get to the sticks, and they're, they're both pretty wide open. Like He goes here right away, but look, over here, He's jetting to this running back. Watch if if Teddy just wait and look at this pocket. He's got plenty of time because it's a short pass. If watch when Joey give him a l- another second and he's there, right? Mm. If we had just come up and pressed and made it a difficult decision, Joey gets there for the sack. But we play off past the first down marker, make it an easy hitch. It's just an automatic first down every honestly every single time. And that wasn't even a good ball. Teddy threw it high and inside. Like if this thing's low and inside and he just catches it in his gut and his, he can get a couple extra yards. But like we wouldn't even have had a chance to make the play. I just don't get it. I don't get sitting back that soft. Uh, that's one thing that I, I'm a little bit frustrated in, especially these third down plays. Like, come on, guys. That, Teddy doesn't throw the ball deep. Let's get up in his face. Force him to beat you over the top. I just, yeah. I just want them to beat us at what they're bad at. Right now, we're just giving them all the stuff that they're good at, running the game and underneath passes. All right, so here's an example of us coming up and pressing. So this is this is what I love to see, and it was an adjustment. This is a couple drives later. Um, so they're in trips. They have this little trips bunch down here. They're one, two, three. Over here, we're running a zone. So these one, two, three, four, they're running some kind of a zone because most of the time when you're in a bunch like this, they're going to run a bunch of weird rub routes. So if they're going to run these rubbing crisscrossing routes you don't want to be in man because you can get lost so they go into a zone on this half of the field this half of the field they're manned up and the safety's over the top that's derwin he's gonna look he's gonna look over here to see if anyone's crossing deep and then he's gonna jump back over the top to help here but again this is third and three we're not giving up a quick hitch they're trying to isolate Cortland Sutton up top that's what they want to do in this play they're even going to motion him this way to put four receivers down here. Hmm. They just, this is the look. This is where, this is where um, I think it's Drew Locke now in the game. This is where he's going to go right away. And if it's not there, this is what, this is the kind of stuff that happens, right? You give our pass rush an actual opportunity because the first look's not there. We get there, right? We get there, we force a fumble. And this is the most ultimate unlucky situation, I think, in football that I've seen so far this year <laughs> is we get a sack on third and three. They fumble it forward for a first down, right? But watch, this is taken away. Watch <laughs> his eyes as the ball is snapped. He, that's where he's looking. He instantly is coming here, but we're pressed, so that's not an easy pass. If this thing gets picked, he's to the house, so he has to tuck and run. We're able to make the make a tackle, and then we kind of got screwed with the with the luck of their guy just falling on the fumble for a first down. But that is good third down defense. Take away the underneath stuff, let the pressure get there, and I thought I thought they did a really good job of taking away what they really, really wanted to do. All right, so this is the last one that we're going to look at here. Um, for me on this play, again, it's just it's just like a little bit too conservative. I think we're the we're the better team in this game, and we're still playing as if 
were like trying to to just not get beat and playing against Mahomes and not Teddy Bridgewater. Right, we're playing against Teddy freaking Bridgewater. You know what I mean? Like this is third and ten. Um, look at our safeties. Look at this guy. He's look at five, him. ten. <laughs> fi- he's almost fifteen yards off the ball before the ball is snapped. Right. That's a guy completely not in the play. It's if, if it and then as the ball snapped, he's already backpedaling. Mm. Over here, this is a little bit better, but he's still 12 yards off the box. This is, a, I'm okay with though. He can make a play on one of these routes right here at the sticks. But like, this is 15 yards and backpedaling at the snap. So, what we do here that we get in trouble, this is a big play for them. Drew comes up to show blitz. They end up throwing a little screen out here. My point in bringing this play up is if these two safeties out here means that we have one less guy in here in the box. Mm. If we had one safety, that just cheated to the side. Pick the side you need help on. Let him come and cheat down. Like, just roll this every once in a while. So sometimes we're in this too. Just roll it and let him come down and be a spy and go make a play. Because there's nobody. This is, as I roll this tape, it's Drew Tranquil against three offensive linemen. That's the screenplay. Oops. And there's just no way he's going to make that tackle. It's just a, a numbers deal because we have nobody in the box. So as the, as the play runs, you'll watch Drew at the bottom of the screen. He's blocked by three guys right there. And then there's nobody for 15 yards because we're all back so far. Watch as the ball is snapped, what our cornerback, what our, our safety does. He's just sprinting out of there. He's so far. There's no way for him. Look, look how far he is. This is crazy. This guy, he's got a 15-yard lead on this guy. Like, what are you doing? What, what are you going to do back here? Teddy's going to throw a 60-yard bomb to him? Come on. Let's get real, guys. Like, the guy doesn't throw the ball deep. They're going to do something underneath. I just don't understand the point. And this is our best corner. This is Mike Davis manned up. In the NFL, you got to trust that. Let this guy come and be an actual part of the play and come down here and make a play. He's just out there sprinting, scared to death. Mm. It's just, I, I, that's the, the frustration for me in watching the defense. We have elite players. We have some playmakers. And then just not able to be a part of anything. Mm. Imagine, imagine if we had um, Derwin coming downfield as a spy when they're running that screen. He blows it up or he picks it and takes it to the house. Mm-hmm. But he's set. He's sitting back there at 15 yards, guarding nobody. You know, mm. I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't like it. Maybe it's because of injuries. Maybe it's because although he's hurt, and <clears throat> we have to have um, Derwin back there more. But I just don't think we're getting the best out of Derwin James, a Pro Bowl, All Pro type of player with him being back at 12 yards every single play. Mm. He, I understand doing it here and there um, probably keeps him healthy and fresh because he tackles so high. He goes there in there and tackles people's heads. So it probably keeps him healthy that he's back there a little bit more, right. but he's got to be a more part of this, this defense down in the box, making plays. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they can do some more of le- sorry, less of this Sunday. Let's, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Yes. Uh, and hopefully they, Hopefully they they they're able to be as critical on their playmaking as Kyle uh, is in Coach's Corner. Kyle, thank you uh, for taking a refreshing look at our defense and reminding us uh, what it is that we need to shore up and get better at. And uh, you know, it's if you have frustrations and you're able to support it with like evidence, like Kyle just did, then. It's absolutely valid. I mean, the 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 concerns are definitely valid, and we've got to we've got to get better at this. So hopefully, Coach Daly does the same thing. So thank you, Coach, for taking a look. Of course. Thanks, yep. guy. Yep. All right, gang. Now it is time for the next segment. It is Bolt History. 
Oh, I love it. And we've got a new intro. Let's see what I that is. <laughs> Finally. <So fun. laughs> Remember like it was yesterday. In comes this whirlwind. Don Coriel. So see the San Diego Chargers and see spectacular professional football at its best. Into the end zone. Charger fans are witnesses to history. What's up, Bolt Gang? Your boy Mike Modlin back with another installment of Bolt History. And boy, do we have a special one for you today. Today, we are going to be talking about the history of 21. And 21 referring to the Chargers, their players, and the special meaning that number has in our history, as well as some other interesting fun facts that I dug up for this episode. Uh, I think you're really going to enjoy it. And I couldn't start off with the history of 21 without mentioning one of the most prolific players to ever wear 21 for the Bolts. Of course, one of the most prolific running backs the Chargers have ever had, one of the most prolific passers the Chargers have seen in their history. And of course, I'm talking about John Hadle. John Hadle was played for the Chargers from 1962 to 1972. Uh, he came from Kansas University, uh, and he was the first Kansas University player in history to be selected to an All-American team in 1960 and 1961 as both a running back and a quarterback. He was selected as All-American for both of those positions, which is pretty rare. Uh, he also stood out as a punter, a punt returner, and a defensive back, if you can believe that, at Kansas University. He led the country as a punter with a 45.6 average in 1959, and he was selected to the all-conference team three times with over 1,200 yards passing and 1,000 yards rushing, which is crazy. He still holds two Kansas University records that are not related to quarterbacking at all. He had a 98-yard interception return versus TCU and a 94-yard punt return against Oklahoma. Now, keep Oklahoma in mind for another story I'll be telling you in just a moment. His jersey number is one of the only ones, uh, one of three only jerseys retired by Kansas University. And in 1962, the 1962 NFL draft, the Detroit Lions selected him first in the first round. Obviously, most people would have wanted to go to the NFL, but the Chargers on a whim decided to try to draft him in the third round, 24th overall, and he opted to play with the Chargers, which is very surprising and it was great for us and our history, obviously. Uh, he played 11 seasons total, played with the Chargers, and was a starter, starting quarterback for the Chargers for 10 years. Uh, he made the Pro Bowl five times as a Charger. Uh, he was the last quarterback to wear a number higher than number 19. They changed the rules to be more stringent with the numbering system in 1973. So he was the last quarterback to wear a number higher than number 19, uh, which was weird seeing a, a quarterback with number 21 anyway. One of the things I wanted to mention that I brought up earlier was that back when he was uh, getting ready to go to college, he had committed to Oklahoma. He was going to go to Oklahoma. One of the uh, coaches from, I don't know if it was the head coach, I couldn't really find that out, but it was somebody from Kansas University uh, took horses out to see John and his family. And he, he had grown up in Lawrence, Kansas. And so he was a big fan of horses. He loved the country. This coach had brought out horses for him and his family to ride. Flash forward to the 1971 season. Prior to that season, John Hadle had decided to go out on a trip with a, another NFL player named Steve DeLong riding horses. During that, that, that excursion, um, the saddle started to get loose on John, and it started to go sideways on the horse. And just at that moment, the horse tripped as well and threw John off the horse. He ended up hitting his head on a tree, fractured his eye socket, fractured his skull, swallowed his tongue, and the only reason he's still alive is because Steve DeLong had the presence of mind to remove his tongue from his throat. If not for that, he probably would have passed away that day. So that's a pretty crazy story about John Hadle there that uh, that I didn't even know. Was very surprised to hear that. 
The next person to wear 21 from 1974 and 1975 was a gentleman named Glenn Barner. Glenn was a running back. Uh, He was a backup running back. He only played two seasons for the Chargers and then just kind of completely disappeared. 1977 was the next player who wore it, a gentleman named Clarence Duran. And this one was just as weird as the other one. Clarence was a fairly decent free safety for the Cardinals and came to the Chargers after four years there. He had career highs in interceptions, four interceptions that year that he played for the Chargers, and fumble recoveries. He had three fumble recoveries. Um, Then he, too, disappeared after one year with the Chargers, and I wasn't able to find any more information about Clarence Duran other than a picture of his football card. Uh, 1981 to 1983, this one might be a more familiar name for some of you, James Brooks. James Brooks was a running back drafted in the first round by the Chargers in the 1981 draft. And he played three seasons as a backup running back and a kick and punt returner. He was very, very good as a kick and punt returner. And after his career with the Chargers, he went to the Bengals and he made the Pro Bowl three times. Um, From 1984 to 1986, the number 21 was worn by Buford McGee, another running back and kick returner. And his claim to fame was in his rookie year, uh, he had a 25-yard run which beat the Miami Dolphins in overtime. 1989 was the next time a a Charger player wore number 21, and it was wide receiver, which is weird, Phil McConkie. Phil was a Super Bowl champ with the the Giants prior to getting to us, and he only played one year with us at the end of his career, and he kind of just returned kicks and had a few catches with us, but not much else. Then again, from 1993 to 1996, the number was worn by Darian Gordon who a lot of you may remember from the Super Bowl, our only Super Bowl appearance in Super Bowl 2029. Darian was an excellent kick and punt returner. He was a cornerback. And he was one of only three players that were drafted in the first round in NFL history who were not invited to the combine, which is an interesting statistic. He was great on defense and special teams. And as I said, uh, everybody knows him as a prolific returner. The next player to wear number 21 uh, it was a very famous player, one of the best kick returners in NFL history, Eric Metcalf. Eric Metcalf was widely known as a Brown for a long time, and he and Devin Hester are still considered the best returners to ever play the game. But unfortunately for Eric, he came to us when Stan Humphreys was at the end of his career. He was Stan was looking like Big Ben is looking now. He was kind of falling apart health-wise, and he wasn't throwing the ball as well anymore. And that's when Eric Metcalf came to us. And he did catch some balls out of the backfield and stuff. Um, but he was, again, more prolific as a kick and punt returner. He made the Pro Bowl, and that was his best season ever as a kick and punt returner, was with the Chargers that one year that he played with us. Unfortunately, at the end of that year, he got packaged in a deal along with Patrick Sapp, our first-round pick, and our second-round pick, so that the Chargers could move up one spot to draft Ryan Leaf in 1998. And we all know how that turned out. Speaking of 1998, that was the next time a Charger player wore number 21, and he wore it until 2001. And that player's name was Scott Turner. Scott is a cornerback or was a cornerback with us and a special teams player. He uh, usually got on the field as a cornerback in dime packages, but didn't really see the field much elsewise. Uh, Played four seasons with the Chargers and then went on to become a uh, motivational speaker and a politician. And that brings us to the most well-known Charger number 21 of all. And the reason it is retired now, LaDainian Tomlinson. As you all know, LaDainian came to us as a first-round pick, uh, the number five overall pick in the 2001 draft. In eight years with the Chargers, he never missed a regular season game. I didn't know that. Never had less than 1,110 yards 
for 10 TDs in any season that he played in, which is astounding. He broke the record for the most non-passing TDs in a season, and he did it in only 13 games. In 2006, that was. He also broke the record for most points scored in a, in a single season, a record that had been 46 years old at the time. Uh, it was selected as MV, NFL MVP that year uh, and also went on to win the rushing title that year and the next year as well. Now, if I listed all of LT's accomplishments, obviously I'd be here all day, but here are just a few of them. He, was, he holds the all-time NFL record for single-season touchdowns with 31, all-time NFL record for single-season rushing TDs with 28, all-time NFL record for single-season points with 186 points total, all-time NFL record for most consecutive games with a uh, rushing touchdown at 18 games, NFL record for most consecutive multi-touchdown games with eight, Chargers record for most career rushing yards with 11,760 yards rushing and 141 touchdowns, which is the most in Chargers history. Um, The number 21 was retired in 2015, and he was selected to the Hall of Fame, the NFL Hall of Fame in 2017, and was the Walter Payton Man of the Year in 2006. Now, one thing you may not know about LaDainian Tomlinson that I just found out today was that he also has an IMDb page. That's right. LT was in a movie. He played Pastor Williams in a movie, a Christian movie called God Bless the Broken Road. And you can find the trailer with LT in it on YouTube if you look. That's all we've got for Bolt History today. Stay bolted. Okay, love you. Bye. Oh, man. Mike. Mike. Good one, dude. I wasn't ready for the for the hadle. The tongue swallowing tongue. Yeah. Like bashing his skull, breaking (laughs) bones, and swallowing his tongue. I'm just sitting here going, ah, oh oh, no. No. Please. It keeps getting worse every time I say it. (laughs) So bad. What a what a great what a great idea! Just looking at every every player that ever wore the number twenty one until there was it got some retired. lead up. To there was some highs, stopped. yeah. There was some highs, and then there was some Ryan Leaf lows, and then there was back to highs. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we ended on a high note. We can say that much. I'm honestly um, like excited to go watch LT highlights now. That got me yeah. like pumped up to go <laughs> toss on the YouTube and watch another. Thirty one yeah. touchdowns. Yeah, twenty eight rushing touchdowns in sixteen what? games. That's how. How? Insanity. I don't know. There's a reason why that hasn't been beaten since or even come close to. I thought you were going to say that you were excited to go check out his movie. Um, <laughs> well, I'll go watch that. I'll go watch the trailer. I'll show. I'll go watch his part. There you go. <laughs> All right. Mike, thank you for, for taking just a fun look. What a fun trip down memory lane for us to, to visit uh, our old Chargers and Man, just seeing those pictures too. Those old unis, man. Those are just so. We've had some good ones over the years. There was something cool with the lightning bolts that were super long, and it was just like yeah, it would like go up and down and up and down, and yeah. And those the blue helmet looked really cool too. Did you remember that? I don't remember that helmet at all with the white, the blue, like the like that was just really cool too. Best uniforms in the league by far, hands down for 50, 60 years. Yeah, reigning champions. Um, all right, folks. Well. That is pretty much it for this episode of Charger Chat. Any final thoughts, gentlemen? I just want to beat the Bengals. I want to be happy on Sunday night. Mm -hmm. I want to be happy on Monday. I want to interact with all these awesome people on Twitter that aren't grumpy and sad and angry. And I just want to have a good time. (laughs) I want to win. I want to kick some ass. And I want to win, guys. That's so much to ask. Oh, Kevin wants to win. Crazy. Oh, well, let's all just give what Kevin wants. <laughs> give I'll me what Joe, I want. I'll get Joe Burrow. Everyone will be happier. Yeah. <laughs> get him on the horn. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I think at the very least, folks, this is going to be a very exciting game. We were expecting to see this or hoping, I guess, to see this last season. Uh, but it was Tyrod Taylor that was in the driver's seat against the Bengals. This is now the first time we will see Joe Burrow go up against our boy, Justin Herbert. So Make it two straight wins. Am I right? That would be, that would be awesome. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, folks. Uh, that will do it for us here at Charger Chat. We'll see you guys on Sunday. Don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. And now, a word from our sponsors. When you're a Charger fan, it's understandable when your hair starts to fall out. It comes with the territory, but it doesn't have to be this way. Try the all-new Shameless Positivity. Shameless Positivity works within, stimulating your hair follicles to keep you looking like you. Don't lose your fandom. Keep your hair where it belongs with Shameless Positivity. Also try new women's Shameless Positivity. Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.